after these messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That is right. We're here to talk about TV commercials. The good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Guess who just got reinstated? Well, not officially. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve as hey beefs hello a little rough start to the show yeah, today you're feeling a little silly <laughs> yeah um yeah we're recording this a little bit later in the evening than usual and uh this is our third take so far everything seems to be rolling my mouth is kind of working and um i started cracking myself up before i opened my mic by just making some weird face at you <laughs> did you even see that no i just made some weird muppet face and then i couldn't stop laughing at it do i need to be here no may i be maybe actually for the day? maybe i shouldn't be here <laughs> all right coming up today on the show an ad council roundup what did you say you want to call it uh, Christmas with the Ad Council. I love it. Christmas with the Ad Council. Um, everybody's talking about this. Or the uh, holidays if you are a, if you are, uh, you know, fighting the war on Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Are you really going to be on the wrong side of that issue? We cel- No, no. We celebrate the war on Christmas in this house. That's right. Well, we f- didn't you... Was it you or was it your... Uh, forefathers who fought in the war on Christmas. <laughs> well, I think it's I think it's still ongoing. Well, it's been a long war. Many many have died. Um, E.T. reunion commercial. It's a thing that apparently happened. The gang got back together to sell. I, I guess phone plans. Um, multimedia experiences. Okay, so I will watch that for the first time and get up to speed and give you my reaction. As you can tell, I'm not super optimistic that it'll. Um, that it'll pull on my heartstrings like it's pulled on others. But I also wasn't a huge E.T. kid growing up. We'll talk more about that. Plus, uh, more Peloton fallout and reaction. The actor, This one's self-inflicted, I would say. Yeah, the actor who plays the husband in that cringeworthy Peloton ad that is just burning. We've never had a story that you and I talked about and then three days later became huge national law. I would almost say international yeah. news. Like, I was at the gym the other day. Oh, did I already say this? To I think me, I you did. Because... Um, I was at the gym listening to the Howard Stern show. Sorry. He's talking about it on his show. His take is it's not that bad. Uh, I look up at a TV. There's TMZ. That's the headline there. It's just like everywhere I go, it's just everybody's talking about this commercial. All right. Also, a couple of uh, our favorite comedians, like our favorite comedians, are kind of making us dislike them a little bit with uh, these ad campaigns they're in. So They're middle ditching. <laughs> they're middle ditching. Oh, man, that's so mean to him. But also his last name works perfectly in that. Don't get stuck in the middle ditch. Oh, yes. Right? That's right. All right. So anyway, I've talked enough. Um, before we check in with the Ad Council, though, and talk about all those things, I did want to give a little tribute to that drop we played at the top of the show. I find it hard to believe our listeners don't know what commercial that's from because it, it seems like it's in very heavy rotation. But I will say that is from one of those AT&T uh, just okay is not okay commercials and this is my favorite commercial that's running on TV right now and possibly my favorite commercial of the past several years this takes the whole like from the same campaign we were loving the tattoo uh, commercial from yes. this campaign stay in your lane bro but this is 
this is a 30 second commercial that is like a little comedic skit that never gets old for me I've watched it hundreds <laughs> of times the scene is a hospital room there's a, a, a man in bed like the a man in bed his family is there uh, visiting him and I just like, now noticed that he has two bored looking sons sitting nearby yeah they're just in there so okay he's about to go into surgery and there's a uh, nurse I guess or um, some sort of a medical professional standing next to him and she's holding a clipboard or his records or something and uh well i think the rest will explain itself have you ever worked for dr francis oh yeah he's okay just okay guess who just got reinstated well not officially nervous yeah yeah me too don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. He says, I'll see you in there. And the surgeon walks out of the room. That I just feel like there. that's just – and before you get – that's like 20 seconds before you get to all the babbling at the end of the commercial. There, I just feel like there's so many jokes in there and everyone lands. Well, that's how all of these are and why I think they work so well for me. I think they're really well written and that they build, the joke builds uh, in a, at a great pace and it's the right amount of jokes per second or whatever – uh, for the for the container that is the commercial. Okay, so thank you for letting me get that out of my system. Let's now, as promised, check in with the ad council. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. All right, Veeps, what do we have up first here? Well, this first one has been getting a lot of play, but I want to thank Carolyn uh, from Facebook who brought it to my attention, although it's been everywhere because uh, how could it not? It's it's sort of the perfect viral Christmas commercial. Um, this is arguably a very short sequel to the movie E.T. Um, it has the same actor who played Elliot. I think his name is uh, Henry Thomas. Is that right? Chasen Thomas. <laughs> yes, Chasen Thomas. Um is a grown-up, and it's the same actor. Um, his children come outside. I'm going to kind of narrate it a little bit here because all you're hearing is, like, shuffling and sounds. You're not really you're not able mm. to tell what, what's happening. I, since I haven't seen it, should I hit play now, or do you want me to hold off until you're Well, let me just set it up okay. because you know, I mean, I think you can you can probably guess E.T. is making a return appearance. Okay. Um, his, uh, his, uh, Elliot's children come outside, and they actually look a lot. They're styled to look like young Elliot and young Gertie. Uh, you know, the young the Drew Barrymore character. Um, and they get surprised by E.T. jumping out from a snowman in their yard. And then okay. it kind of, the story takes off from there. Okay. The lights sort of flicker. Something's happening. Um, and this is, by the way, is the, uh, I think it's the two-minute version. Yes, uh, there's a four-minute version that just kind of expands on the story, but doesn't materially change it so the kids have a flashlight they're poking around the backyard there's, there's et elliot. And now elliot runs out grown up elliot and he runs to hug et you came back my son but my family lots changed since you were here now and now inside. begins the commercial where <laughs> where Elliot apparently works for Xfinity because he starts really pitching a lot of technology to a, someone who came here in a spaceship. <laughs> okay, so now they're inside and it looks like they're making dinner and, and E.T.'s just kind of uh, By the way, chilling. my favorite 
by my absolute favorite thing about this by a mile is how absolutely unfazed his family is. Now, I guess we can assume that he has disclosed, at least of his wife, that he had this experience as a right. little boy. But she's just calmly making like making a salad right. in the background. <laughs> like I don't know. Everyone's like absolutely uh, like in love with this commercial and having a really emotional reaction to it. And I just find it kind of hilarious. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't seen this yet. So Sorry, okay. So right. it looks like. Um, so why don't you go back to where he's telling them like a lot's changed. A lot's changed. They're inside. They're making dinner. Since you were here. It's called the internet. <laughs> okay, now E.T. has a virtual headset on. <laughs> this is what E.T. will go like, have you achieved light speed travel yet? <laughs> Holiday movies. I'm dreaming. So they're all watching... Um, White Christmas? I don't think that's White Christmas, but some classic Christmas movie. Elliot's, I mean, Elliot's kids are snuggled up with E.T. Now E.T. is showing... Family like a little hologram, some sort of alien technology hologram of him and his family. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it's kind of in his hands. Oh. Like, bro, you've already escaped this planet. Why are you back if you're so desperate to go home? So now the kids, Elliot's kids are on their bikes with E.T. Of course, they're reenacting the big scene where they fly in front of the moon. They land on the mountaintop. Elliot runs and finds them. Right. It's just they're just reenacting all these scenes. You know, touches like yeah. Elliot except that Jr.'s there's no heart. evil government chasing them. Yeah, there's oh, no villain. That's not going to happen in the last few seconds here. No. <laughs> and the spaceship arrives. And uh, ET has left Elliot's son like a little one of the little floating hologram balls. Which, if Xfinity would sell us that, I would be. Yeah, marginally don't, more don't, aren't they kind of underselling? Like, our technology now seems shitty compared yes! to ET's technology. That exactly is my point. It's hilarious to me that the that the pitch here is to like show someone with like technology beyond our wildest imaginings that is light years ahead of us, like. You can voice activate your television. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't that doesn't do a heck of a lot for me. And also, I'm just, I don't know, man. I don't, I, by the way, I, people are really emotional about this thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, to me, it just like last year they did this with Home Alone, and that, that at least was a comedy yes. and a cheaper comedy, and so they brought it back. And like, I was like, that doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't make me mad, but it doesn't do anything for me because I just don't care, and I didn't think it was that great. And I don't really care about these reunions. There's something I find almost galling about this because it's not funny. It's not even trying to be funny. No. It's like super earnest. And I'm supposed to be like, and I know, I know, I'm sure some of our listeners love this commercial, so I'm not trying to disregard your feelings about it. But for me, it just seems like you're swinging for the fences because you're trying to pull at my heartstrings to sell me fucking Xfinity. Yeah. Like, and all you're doing is like it's it doesn't have any creativity to it. It's right, just it's a, exactly the same. It's story. just like hey, we're gonna tell the same story that was good. And you, hey, remember that? Yeah, it's it's hey, a hey, remember re that? It's hey, remember, remember that? that? Yeah. Now buy Xfinity. Like, yeah. I like Xfinity just, by the way. Just referential things are not. I don't think are enough to either make us laugh or cry. Yeah, or shouldn't be. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't do it for me. Certainly, um, I was but talking... like you said at the top, like you don't have a particularly 
intimate relationship with this movie. And, and I'm the same way. Of course, I've seen it. Of course, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it when I first saw it as a child. But I think I was maybe a little... I think I probably saw it for the first time on a television, not on a movie screen. Mm. And it just isn't one of those formative movies for me. Maybe I'm a little bit too young or... I would have been six when this came yeah, out, Yeah, and I would have been five, yeah. so four or five. So, yeah, I mean, like four and five is too young to have been taken to see it in the theater. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't... It, Recreating this stuff seems like it's just nostalgia for nostalgia's sake, and it doesn't didn't seem to have a lot of creativity to me, so it doesn't do a heck of a lot for me. So I'm looking at your rundown here, Veeves. Do I understand that we have more Xfinity? Is this going to pull the nose up on my negativity train? <laughs> I'm actually feeling a little bit bad. I think I went hard on a commercial that probably means a lot to some people. Well, I know I was making a lot of fun of it, and I just it just strikes me as especially hilarious. But anyway, I yeah, I mean, you know, your mileage will vary, of course. Um, there's no shame. Uh, I I once cried at a Hillary Clinton commercial, so you know what? Oh, really? What We've was she got, advertising? I forget. I it just was like. It was actually like I'm joking. I said, what, oh, was, what she was she advertising? advertising? I they were saying like what was specifically <laughs> right. the ad about? Um, yeah, so you know, whatever. Our, we all have our feelings, uh, and we can feel them. Uh, yes, but Xfinity is not done with us. But I'm not sure that this is going to improve your feelings about them. Uh, this is from David. David, thank you for uh, for highlighting this one. David writes. Who were the ad wizards that came up with this one? I, he didn't write it in that voice. I, uh, I almost guarantee you he did. <laughs> are you kidding me? Well, he didn't, he didn't give me any stage directions. <laughs> who are the ad wizards who came up with this one? Uh, he writes, Comcast has managed to make Amy Poehler obnoxious and irritating. Uh, and this is a real problem that Anna Kendrick, yep. I'm looking at you. Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph, watch out. We love you guys, but you are... We did a whole show on this. I know we did a whole show. Um, This one is for Xfinity Gig Speed Internet, whatever that is. Uh, Amy Poehler is at what looks like, I guess, like a football game watching... A football game watching party. Okay. (laughs) Or or as humans might say it, a football watching party. You're starting Um, to talk like those purple aliens that are all over Instagram now. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. I feel like they're inescapable. Like, if you're on Instagram, everybody is sharing like these... The series of cartoons that I wish I hadn't brought up because now I just thought you'd know what I was talking about. It's like it's the same joke over and over. I am oh. just crapping on everything today. I don't know why. It was, I I got into it for like the first week that I saw it, and then it's like it's the same joke over and over. It's two. It's like the Coneheads. It's like two yeah. aliens. They explain who, something commonplace who, exactly, in, but in very literal terms. Exactly. I have seen it. Yeah, I, I yeah. just didn't uh, couldn't call it to mind. Anyway, um, where was I? Okay, so uh, they are at a football watching football party a football game watching party mm-hmm. and um amy poehler's talking to the audience about xfinity gig speed internet uh when she starts to sort of annoy the other party goers around her who are trying to just watch the game oh interesting so she's facing the camera talking to us yeah but they're kind of breaking the fourth wall here because then they're yelling at the spokesperson okay that's interesting i haven't seen this yet it's game day live here at bill and julie's house oh that's hey, right she's hey. doing i'm sorry i've totally forgot she's doing like a sports announcing i bit. see so she's holding a fake she's got an she's pretending like she's holding a microphone you know, her hand is empty and she's just kind of going around the party as if she's an MC. It's game day live here at Bill and Julie's house. A fan favorite venue ever since they got gig speed internet. Xfinity gives them the ultimate home field advantage. It's their 12th man. Hey, Amy, you want to grab a seat? Julie, we're live. It's game on with gig speed internet from Xfinity. Start him, sit him, trade him. Simple, easy, awesome. 
Check out GigSpeed Internet or any of our. Uh, not as bad as I was going to as I expected. Not as bad, but imagine watching like three more of those. Yeah. Yep. Um. Uh. One of the other one of our other commenters, Megan, says, "Yes, I've been seeing this one a lot while streaming, and I don't understand it." I think maybe she's supposed to be a huge football fan, but it's undercut when she tells the host to calm down when she, the host, asks Amy to find a seat and stop yammering while the game is on. So it definitely is like, I mean, there's a Leslie Nopishness mm-hmm. to her character that's sort of like just uh, doggedly, uh, somewhat obliviously charging ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, whether even if it, even if the people around her are finding it a little bit overwhelming. Uh huh. Um, but I think that only works in a Parks and Rec context, and it's hard to translate that in the same way that like those Tina Fey ads with uh, Mayhem, who no one loves Mayhem more than me. And yeah, no one. The loves, one where she's driving the car. Yeah, she's. They have a couple of them now, and I think they're kind of like they're they're funny concepts. Like he's her bad dog. He's mm-hmm. her mean mother-in-law. Oh, I didn't see that one. Um, and he's great as always because he's amazing. And of course, they're reprising their dynamic with Dennis Duffy mm-hmm. and, and Liz Lemon. Um, but something about something about Tina Fey doesn't work for me in that ad. It's, me too. It feels a little I didn't know that. I'm glad we're having this conversation. Um, yeah. I didn't know you felt that way. Yeah, the, the dog one does not work for me. Yeah, it's I don't know what it is, but it's... She's not selling her lines. Yeah, and, and I she's not. And, and, like, she's so funny and talented. Of course, we love her, but... Something about them trying to recreate, trying to just recapture the magic of those two actors, yeah. but in slightly different characters, is what I, is the same feeling that I get yeah. here. Who's the dummy now? Is a weird. I mean, it's a callback to yeah. Hey Dummy, but it like doesn't work. Yeah. Um, One little. Fun I will fa- also say she had those credit card commercials. Maybe American Express. I didn't like those either. Yeah, those weren't my fave. Um, one thing that uh, is it just a sort of a fun fact about that that Amy Poehler commercial we just heard, the gig speed one. Um, the guy at the end that she says, trade him, keep him, whatever, yeah. about his fantasy, I was like, I recognize that actor, and I sure do. He is in Breaking Bad and in Better Call Saul. Uh, his name is Max Arseniega. Uh, Ar- Arseniega. Okay. Sorry, Max Arseniega. Um, and... I'm going to, so spoiler alerts, but it's like literally in the first two episodes of Breaking Bad, so. Oh, now that you say that, I recognize his face. Yes. I just went back. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. I can't quite place his character. Well, in Better Call Saul, he's one of the guys who like pays uh, Tuco Salamanca and Nacho. He like comes into the chicken, not the chicken joint, but like the taco oh, joint yeah. and pays them the money and sits there nervously while they count it. Right, right. But in which then there's something which I didn't realize, which is he is also in Breaking Bad as the guy that gets killed in the basement by oh, Walter that's White. Him. Yeah, so it's the same character. Oh, it's interesting because yeah. Saul came first. I never made that connection. I didn't either. Oh, so dang. thank so thank you, Xfinity, for. Causing me to go look this guy up because he looks so familiar and yeah. putting it all together. Interesting. By the way, I just mentioned those Maya Rudolph commercials. Boy, for a holiday 
uh, celebration with the Ad Council. I feel bad for being so negative today, but um, I wanted to mention these Maya Rudolph commercials. She's, I think we mentioned this once before. A lot of we, people get depressed at the holidays. Yeah, that is true. These sling commercials that used to be Megan Mullally oh. and, um, and Nick Offerman. And Nick Offerman. Which we you could know, not get enough of. One of our favorite couples. America's three way. And they're playing swingers who are selling sling and trying to get people into the slinging lifestyle. It is. Whatever you were, whatever they asked for. Give it to them, like whatever. Oh, as far as like money, money, like, like yeah. whatever Why they, they needed stop to, doing to keep yeah. doing those ads, make it happen. Those ads were were dirty and funny yes. and so well delivered and edgy and <laughs> yes. so good. And so, for some reason, they're not doing the commercials anymore. So they say, "Well, let's get Maya Rudolph," which is good instincts, right? She's fantastic. ad wizards. She's like, I, I've before these commercials, I've never seen her on screen and not just adored her. We played one several weeks ago now where she, she's, taking her dog to a dog party and she doesn't want to be there the whole time she just wants to be at home watching her sling TV right and even that one we didn't like very much but it was like okay nobody really likes a dog party but she came off as very pompous like you wouldn't want that person in your life she yeah. just comes off as a even at your dog party yeah now this one this one hits on something else that we talked about a long long time ago which is when you're kind of like sending bad ideas to kids or you're just kind of like you're putting products right, before eat more family candy. right yeah in this one she's an aunt who is at her nephew's karate class and I think it's um, like the karate is it class or is it like belt ceremony maybe it's a championship you see a bunch of little kids they're all purple belts at least right now they're in their you know white uniforms for lack of a better word there are other there parents is a better word for that there are uh, uh there are other parents sitting around watching uh maya rudolph though is standing kind of i don't know behind everybody and talking to us why have i been at this belt ceremony for the last four hours because i'm a good aunt focus ah! let's a little kid is Trying to break a little board that her sensei is holding up for her. Did Sound, I get that one right? Sounds right. Let's face it. This isn't Sling TV. With so many on-demand movies, shows, and even stuff for the kiddos, there's a lot more exciting stuff to watch at home. Now, she just went through the line. All the little kids were holding boards that they were supposed to break later, and she just chops them all in half or knocks them out of their hands. Now she's uh, taking her nephew out of the class to head home to watch right. TV Right. No, sorry, kid. Him. No belt ceremony for you. And sorry he, you worked hard on this class. He seems excited about it. Come on, bud. Let's ditch this kung fu. Uh, yes! And now, what? now at the end, she's at home with the family and she's iced up her wrist because clearly she hurt herself doing that. But it's just like such a... I don't know, man. I love Maya Rudolph, but it's such an ugly character. It really is an ugly character. That's exactly the right description. She's just this, like, sort of mean, uh, cantankerous couch potato who doesn't like not only for herself to do anything outside of the home, but for anyone else as well. Like, there's something just... And I understand it's a joke. I feel like I should... I, like, I always have to say yeah, that yeah. I get that it's a joke. But there's something so fundamentally mean-spirited about the idea of a kid at their belt ceremony like could was there no more onerous task that they could right. think of to get this kid out of as opposed to like being a good aunt who's there for your nephew yeah at, like at a piano occasion? maybe even a piano recital god i mean i could have used that right, right. like i had a bad piano <laughs> 
piano recital that went really south. And maybe I needed an aunt to come in and rescue me. But like, wait till something's going wrong or something's actually yeah. bad. Like, or that the kid doesn't want to be. I mean, yeah, I get, guess this kid is glad is glad to leave at the end, but it's just like, hey, you're at the doctor. You're about to get your shots. Let's go watch TV. Yeah, I guess that's bad. You're about to get vaccinated. You're about to get vaccinated. Come, come, watch, come get autism the old fashioned way. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I don't even know if that joke fully holds up. And uh, for the record, I don't support it. Uh, no, have you seen this third one? I just discovered it today. Uh, same campaign. Maya Rudolph, it's called Ankle Bracelet. No. She's uh, sitting on her couch watching TV. Uh, she's got a sports jersey on, which indicates that they're going to be advertising some sort of a sports package, by the way. Um, and a person playing her husband, who, by the way, is not Paul Thomas Anderson. I had to look up on it. Is this, did they get Paul? Because I did, do you know that she and Paul Thomas Anderson have been together for like 20 years? I had no idea. They're an unmarried couple. I, because I was looking it up, I'm like, could that be her real husband? And then it's like, no, she's with Paul Thomas Anderson, been together for a long time. Somebody said, uh, the world's um, most underrated power couple. Uh, yeah, like the world's most unknown power couple. I actually I'm did, shocked. you know, I did know it. Be- I'm shocked I didn't know it. I knew it together. and forgot it because Taffy Brodesser Ackner wrote a profile of Maya Rudolph, and oh. it was mentioned in that, but I, I keep on forgetting it. Uh, anyway, it is it is weird when you're in a long-time relationship or married to somebody who's really famous, and then they just get some other generic guy to play your husband in the commercial, but what are you going to do? Most people probably don't know who... Maya Rudolph is involved with I guess I guess not anyway she's on the couch she's watching TV eating chips or something and uh, her husband in this commercial is dressed in a in a suit and he walks into the room wondering why she's not ready to go out Maya what are you doing I'm slinging my shows and I just added the sports extra package we're supposed to be at dinner in 10 minutes I forgot to tell you I'm on couch arrest now they do a um close-up of what appears to be an ankle bracelet on her ankle. I did some weird bad stuff. Is that a garage door opener? I wouldn't touch that if I were you. (gasps) We're in trouble now. Police aren't coming, are they? Probably. Nothing beats the joy. So he he pushes it and she says um, you know, we're in trouble now. That one is a little funnier, That was a little funnier. I feel like it's the jokes don't quite work. I feel like when yes. he press, presses the button, you should hear the garage door opening. Exactly. And why is he like, he clearly didn't believe it. And yeah. then he pushes it. And then he says, are we in trouble? Like, there's something about the writing of this campaign that just doesn't add up. It feels it feels like a mishmash of jokes from the writer's room that got left on the page. This cannot be the same writing crew who did no. the Slinger commercials. I think they just told Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman to like, be slingers. Just do what do yeah, what you do at home. I guess so. I like anyway. to think that's what happened. Um, okay, now what is this uh, email we got from, or is this all from Facebook? What did Dennis post on the Facebook page? Oh, this is amazing. This is actually a pretty incredible story. Um, this is for a um, a small Welsh uh, hardware store, like a fan, literally just a family owned hardware store that apparently has been for years making like a little Christmas ad for their friends and family. Um, and this year it just went totally viral and they spent $130 to make this ad. Now I'm going to have you play huh? it. Um, yeah, it's amazing. They spent $130 and w- I, when you, when you play it, it's just going to be the sound of that, uh, Alphaville song, 
Forever Young, but covered by another artist. Okay. Um, so I'm going to have to narrate it for you, or, or if you want to kind of narrate it, you go along. It's it's a fairly long one. I think it's two minutes, but it's really worth seeing the whole thing. Okay, here we go. We see a house from the outside. It's kind of like a, it's not a very expensive, I mean, it's an, it's an okay house, but it's not like some mansion. Little kids waking up in his, in his bed or his parents' bed, maybe. He's Come brushing in. his teeth. We're seeing close-ups of a Christmas tree. He's eating uh, breakfast by himself. First dancing star. It's noteworthy that he's all by himself. Now he's leaving yeah. the house by himself. Okay, yeah, so it's interesting. I could, I was like, yeah, he, we saw him waking up in the morning, but it looked like he was waking up in an adult's bed. So yes. clearly this little boy who, I don't know, he's a toddler, right? Three Barely, years old. four or five, yeah, probably. Yeah, okay, four or five. Um, and clearly he's got some sort of like adult life. He's like reading an iPad while he eats his exactly. breakfast. Exactly. He's, like he's, he's doing the all these news. adult things. Yeah, now he's, uh, he's all dressed and ready to leave. For the day, and he's leaving his house, walking down the street. We're only watching the skies, he arrives at Hayford Hardware, uh, which is the name of the, the company. He goes inside, t- flips around the open sign, puts on an apron. So, uh, him and an older woman take an open sign out and set it out on the sidewalk. Now he's like doing chores around the around the <laughs> it's so store, cute. like wiping up the counter, stocking the shelves. This is so adorable. Selling things to the customers, giving them change. Oh my God, it's I'm loving this. freaking adorable, right? If E.T. shows up in this, I'm going to be mad. Um, now he goes to do some paperwork in the office. Be, but it's just yeah. him in a coloring book. Yeah, but he's playing with a calculator. This is somehow splitting these two worlds perfectly. Yes. Like we're getting what the joke is. But, but he's still like a kid. Yes. This is so he's. This kid's a performer you're too. You're seeing him behind a desk like messing around with a calculator like he's doing, you know, doing some sort of you know, bookkeeping. But then we see he's just got a coloring book in front of him. <laughs> this is so great. He's reading now. He's like reading stories to his stuffed animals, but also like selling a coffee maker to somebody. And then he's wrapping it, but like a kid wraps something, just sort yeah. of like slapping tape and paper <laughs> on it. He's handing it to the customer, an adult who likes it. <laughs> he keeps giving people thumbs up. Um, he's decorating a tree in the window of the store. Now he turns out the lights. Day is done. He's leaving, and there's a big Christmas tree all wrapped up outside that is for him and he leans over to pick it up and when he picks it up we he becomes a, oh, a full grown man it's like a little camera trick he bends down out of sight and then when he picks up the tree we see that he's probably like a I don't know a 30 year old yeah. man looks a little like our friend Colin but that doesn't really help the listeners be a kid this Christmas oh that got me it got me too right I mean that's how you do it so the little boy is the screw son. Screw Steven Spielberg. I hate Steven Spielberg, man. Same TV. Do something. Just. Ugh. Yeah, no, it's so it's so well done. The, uh, the I believe that the guy at the end is the owner of Hayford's or Hayford's. Um, okay. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah. The little boy is his son. Um, they all shot it all. His friend shot it for free. The $130 went to pay the singer, oh. uh, whose name is Andrea Von Campen, to cover Alphaville's Forever Young. Did you know, I always thought that was Rod Stewart. Was it, does Rod Stewart's a cover, or is that a band that Rod Stewart was in? Well, I think was in? Rod Stewart has a song called Forever Young that's not that song. Oh, Oh, okay. I'm confusing two different Forever Young songs. I think so. Anyway, okay. that's I don't think Rod Stewart is famous for doing that song. Um, but a hundred I think honestly they got a huge deal 
for 130 bucks. Yeah, no kidding. That I love that. And really, I mean, the thing's gone completely viral. And it's you know, and of course, it's in Wales somewhere. So. Wow, wow. Now I'm trying to Google this song, and now I'm getting Bob Dylan's Forever Young. I don't know who's which of these are covers. And well, I believe Alphaville is the one that you know that we just heard. That's what who's famous oh, for doing it. Interesting. Um, okay, so now anyway, thank you to yeah, uh, I love that. See, now we're getting the nose thank you to up Dennis. on this negativity train. That was lovely. Got one here from Corinne. Can I read this one? Yeah. So Corinne says, "So the lady at the nail place talked me into a really shiny red polish for the holidays. My husband took one look at it and said, "Pretty. Reminds me of that commercial with the ping pong balls." Because I also watched too much TV in the 70s, I got his reference, but what a weird reference, right? <laughs> Apparently, this commercial made a huge impact on the 12-year-old boy who grew up to marry me. Please enjoy. This is for Maybelline? Maybelline nail color. Corinne, I just want to say I was delighted by this commercial, which I had never heard of and never seen. And, and it, as someone who I take good care of my nails and I, I basically paint them once a week, if mm-hmm. if not more often... And so I kind of like am obsessed with good nail polish and getting this ad is such a clever, um, tactile, visceral way of explaining why a nail polish is good and it works. Uh-huh. I'm just going to describe it because I'm not sure if it's clear from from the sound. There are two women in this sort of pretty fancy all white room in front of an all white ping pong table. They're wearing all white. Mm-hmm. So it's this very like clean environment. Is this heaven? Is this heaven? And they're playing ping pong, um, but they're in the but the ball that they're batting back and forth is a red ball covered in red in the nail the shiny uh, red okay. nail polish. And just to show you like how many times you can hit it, it can oh. hit the table without chipping or scratching or dulling. That's pretty cool. Let me take a look. You're looking at a beautiful nail color. That's tough. It's made to bounce back instead of breaking. Maybelline nail color. With a built-in base, it's on the nails and on the ball to show it resists peeling, cracking, chipping. See? That's tough. And all that strength helps protect your nails. Maybelline nail color. 24 luscious creams and frosts. Nail color so tough, it bounces back instead of breaking. It's a pretty good concept. I think it's a great the, concept. The, the, the voiceover guy gives me the creeps. A yeah, little I mean bit. that's that's a very you know seventies style. Of, yeah, you know the sort of everything's like got Vaseline smeared all over the lens. I mean yeah. you know the style of the ad could use some updating, but the concept is dynamite. Corinne also is the person who's responsible for bringing the continued Peloton <laughs> yes. backlash and reactions to us. Uh, the story that won't die the uh, the pride the pride grumble story. Can, let me ask you a quick question before we read this. Yes, I honestly cannot remember if we talked about this on last week's show. I mean, I've been talking so much about Peloton recently. Do you think at the end of the day this campaign is bad for Peloton, or mm. is, it, is everybody talking about Peloton? That's a really hard question because, of course, you have your your contrarian defenders who are like, you snowflakes, relax. It's nice to get exercise equipment, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, well, but will this sell more Pelotons or fewer Pelotons is, I guess, the question. Yeah. I I'm actually torn, think man. that in this case, it might be. It might be good for them in the long run in the sense of like sort of name recognition, but I think it's going to hurt their sales this Christmas. And here's why. If you're a husband or partner, anyone's partner, but if you're particularly if you're sort of a 
standard issue straight husband to a to a wife mm-hmm. and you don't know what to get your spouse for christmas and mm-hmm. you are prepared to like make a big investment and you don't know for 100% sure that she'll want to get this yeah, yeah. that she hasn't specifically asked for it no one's going to take a flyer on this now because of because of this controversy so yeah. i think they're going to lose those sales i think i i think you're right I think you're. I think you're right about everything. I think in the long term, this will die right down. There. <laughs> the, in the long term, this will die down. But the name Peloton will just kind of stay in people's heads, probably yeah. without associating it with this necessarily. But I, I actually, I should look this up right now. I'd be surprised if somebody hasn't looked up Peloton. You know, Peloton sales. Has anybody taken a look at? Um, I mean, they're probably not releasing their sales numbers. Yeah, that's true. Um, I. Feel like I saw something that said their stock actually went down. I'm sort of surprised that they I are that, that they're a publicly offered company. So I don't know what that means or if that was actually true. Um, it says cancellation volume was higher than usual in October and may cause Q2 revenue to miss with a projected churn rate of over one percent. So what's a churn rate? Who knows? Some some MBA, I'm sure. Anyway, this is based on some sort of a. Um, this was I written actually, December fifth. Can you scroll down just a second? Yeah. This face that this yeah, woman is making, exactly. That's this is what, what has is. doomed them. Exactly. Doomed and them. I, this is why Jennifer, uh, Jennifer um, who, who does the What's in Your Wallet commercials, Jennifer. Oh, uh, Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner is getting Jay away Gars. with murder with, with, these, with her commercials because there's something She's Jennifer. She's getting away. There's something garnery about this woman's like furrowed brow. That one we played it the other day where Jennifer Garner is at a at, at a wedding and she's standing up and she's annoying everybody, but then she says, What's in your wallet at the end like that? Like, I am telling you, it is this face. She turns to Cameron and says, I'm nervous. I know. And that's what it set me off. I mean, I you heard I went on this show and said it made me think of women that I know yeah. who are bullied by their fitness nut husbands into like not eating, you know, more than one carrot stick a day and staying super, super thin and super hot. I'm not saying that that's the overall message even or tone of the commercial, but this was triggering for people. And the fact that it has blown up like yeah. this tells me that I was right. Yeah. For me, it's definitely that irritates me. And I, and I hate that as well. But also, I think it's the sitting down at the end and showing mm-hmm. the husband the homework that is the tone deaf part. But speaking we've, we've of covered whom, all this. Yes. Speaking of whom, um, I can't tell if this guy who plays the husband, who was seriously in this, as I said on the show, like he rolled off the assembly line. Like I, he, I, I couldn't identify him out of a lineup of one. Um, if you put him and Tom Brady next to each other, you'll be able to tell which is which. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but he's either he's either brilliant or or an idiot, and I'm not sure which one. Uh, so the actor who played him um, is named Sean Hunter. Also rolled off like the, the assembly name of the assembly <laughs> yeah. of white guy names. Um and he has gone to Psychology Today, of all things, which I think is kind of, again, either weirdly brilliant or absolutely nutballs, um, to say that uh, he's afraid that he's going to be, um, like, you know, that he's going to be shunned by the industry because he's associated with this, like, quote-unquote sexist ad. Um, he's an elementary school teacher, which, like, dude, that, do that. Like, you're making yeah. a bet. Do That'll be better. Do that. But I I think that it's um, 
he says, like, my five seconds of airtime created an array of malicious feedback that is all associated with my face. First of all, it's her face, bro. And secondly, I think that Oh, if he hadn't, is, if he hadn't gone and talked about this, this is such a fucking attention. This grab. is just an attention. Grab. I'm looking. But I'm which, scrolling through which this might now. make it brilliant. This his, is because oh his SEO is going to go crazy from this. This is such bullshit. He probably went to psychology today because they were the only ones who took the story. Although I find that incredibly hard to believe. <laughs> um, but I would love to know why that is the publication. But like, no, no, your face. I mean, he's handsome. Yeah. But like, so like is you everybody. Say, yeah. So is everybody. Clearly not. But like. I would have no idea. I would never pass you on the street and be like, aren't you that guy from the Peloton ad? Like, dude, you're fine. Walk into a random restaurant in Los Angeles County and you'll find someone that handsome. Yeah, and like, it, like he, he's only in the ad for a second. Her face is all over it. We see a side shot of him quickly at the end. This is so disingenuous. So, you know what I want to see? Or this I wanna... is such... Okay, there he is. One shot of him yeah. kind of from below, kind of straight on, not from the side. It lasts about... One second. Mm-hmm. Literally, we see, nope. There's another side shot of him. We see him in this ad for two seconds, and he's trying to steal the goddamn spotlight. Here's what someone should write, and I should really write this, but I'm not going to. Um, someone, there's a little girl in the very beginning when the mom mm-hmm. walks in and sees the Peloton. She has mm-hmm. like a daughter that she's holding the hand of, like a probably a to- like just about a toddler. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love for someone to write like a parody. Um, Psychology Today interview with the like I'm the daughter in the Peloton ad. Right. I'm worried it's going to ruin my career. Right? Yeah. Oh my god. All right. Well, thank you, Ad Council. That was yes. a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Ad Council. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right. A lot of this stuff, I think almost all of it came from the Facebook group, no? A lot of it. Yeah, it's really, really fun there. Thank you so much to everybody who sends stuff in. I love it when something just occurs to you, like a blast from the past, like Corinne sent in today, or if you're seeing commercials in the news, um, definitely uh, hit us up there on Facebook. We're always, uh, I always keep track of that. You can email us at afterthesemessagesshow at gmail.com, and you can call us at 607 444 5597. That's 607-444-5597. <laughs> Ooh, almost got into a little jingle talk there. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, pooping on the track. Call me Doodle Vic. Cool, cool, cool AD. Nothing new to the kid. What can you do to the kid? Totally stupid and sick. No scruples. Cool man. Ice cream. Scooping it.